The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, 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 and welcome to a special edition of the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 2nd, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris. I hope you all are having a wonderful day. You can follow me on social media at William is Bill. Today, I will be going over the top five international players in this draft. And these are my top five ranked players, not the traditional board that you might see in mock drafts or whatever. This is my top five so be prepared for a few surprises in there it should be fun it should be a fun episode uh normally there are about 10 to 15 guys in the mix as far as international players that are in the first and second round of the draft even undrafted free agents uh some stay overseas some don't but so far it's early in the draft process but there's not there has not been much mention of any of them as of yet uh, so here are a few of my favorites, and we'll get straight to it like it's nothing to it. There is no Luca in this draft, <laughs> so that's why you haven't been hearing about any of the guys more than anyone else. But in my opinion, the top international guy is Alperin Sengun. He is from Turkey, uh, and I do think he has star to superstar potential and uh so we will see i think he'll be a lottery pick i have him mocked going seventh in the draft uh he is six foot nine 240 pounds from turkey he averaged 19 points nine boards two and a half assist one steal and 1.7 blocks per game he is a super skilled big man like i said i think he could be demontis sabonis like uh and obviously he's a all-star uh, potential first team, second team, third team, all NBA. Uh, but yes, Alperin Sangoon has a great touch. He runs the court very well, blocks shots. He has a great post game and great touch to his shot. He's a very smart and instinctive player. I absolutely love his game. He was the MVP of the Turkish League. The only question that, you know, this question applies to all international players is will their games translate? to the NBA from playing in overseas because the competition in overseas and their teammates they're playing with overseas are not necessarily the caliber of college. That that could be similar, but as far as the NBA, it's definitely not the same level of competition. Uh, it's one thing to be a pro overseas, which is good, uh, and some of those guys translate, but some don't. So you have to question question the level of dominance that they have overseas and you really need to see them more playing more in America playing like in combine five on fives uh, all type of you know drills the combine and uh, team when they're working out with their teams uh, the pro days <laughs> are very important so the next few weeks are very important for each of these guys uh, but I believe Alperin Sengun is a lottery pick easily and I wouldn't be surprised if he went as high as seven. I, I would have to say seven. Uh, <clears throat> so I really like Alperin Sengun from Turkey. And he, yeah, like I said, he was the MVP of the Turkish League. So obviously, he's not just a good player over there. He was the top of the top. So that should translate. 
My next guy is Roko Perkassin. He is from Croatia. He's six foot nine, two hundred and twenty pounds. He averaged thirteen points and seven boards per game. He shot fifty percent from the field, uh, so he's a really good shooter. My first impression of him is when you're watching film on him is he loves to dunk on people, <laughs> and that is rare for international players. Uh, he has a really nice handle, great control of the ball for a big guy. He's a great passer. He can shoot the three. Even has a step back jumper. Offensively, he has the total package for today's game, in my opinion. And like I said, very aggressive for an international player. We don't see that too often. Uh, but that's great because, you know, the knock on international players normally are they're soft. They don't want to bang. They don't want to do this or that. They just want to stand out and shoot threes. But, you know, he is six foot nine, 220 pounds, and very aggressive. Not just dunking when he's wide open, like dunking on people's head. <laughs> but uh, in my comparison, um, I see that he has the potential to be Al Horford, Al Horford-like. Um, but like I said, obviously, he loves to dunk the ball. Al Horford, not really, not really uh, dunking the ball too uh, too much. But Al Horford, more aggressive, <laughs> is his potential or ceiling, in my opinion. But I really like Rocco Percassin, and I think I have him mocked to go 27th to Brooklyn. But like I said, with his potential, he can go higher than that. Uh, we will see. You know, it's still it's not much word around where he will go. Uh, I think I've seen him mocked on ESPN at around 30th, but I've seen him anywhere from 30 to 50. So we will have <clears throat> we will have to see more in the upcoming weeks. How he, you know, translates how all the numbers and statistics and interviews and all these things that you know they're going through with the combine and five on fives and all that. Uh, so we just have to see. Uh, but I really like his game. Third on the list, a name you probably have never heard before, Yuham Bagarin. I hope I'm saying that name right. J U H A M. Yuham, I would assume Bagarin. He is six foot five. 185 pounds from France, super athletic, dunks everything. And now I just talked about Roko Perkassin. He's six foot nine and dunks, loves dunking on people. This is Johan Bagarin, six foot five, 185 pounds, super athletic, loves to dunk everything. Uh, he has had a stress injury on his foot uh, that had him out for six months. So that's obviously never good, but he should be fine to bounce back from that. You just want to. You know, make sure there's no more injuries, uh, you know, no um, foot issues that will be lingering. And I think he will be fine. Uh, he is a spot up three point shooter. Uh, honestly, like I said, when he, he loves to dunk everything and the way he moves and gets to his shot, he honestly looks like Vince Carter out there a little bit. Uh, is his competition good or bad or is he really good? You know, we, that's another thing. Like I said, with international players, we will have to see. But I believe with more polish and the right team, he could be special. Um, seeing his tape, you would not think he's from, Prant, uh, from France. He is like French players. You think about Tony Parker, Nicholas Batum, uh, Boris Diaw. He does not play like them at all. <laughs> like I said, similar to Vince Carter. He plays like an American 100%. Uh, he is projected to go in the 30s, but he could easily sneak into the first round uh, if his workouts... Um, you know, if he shows up well in his workouts and teams trend to start liking him, because when you're in the back end of that first round, 
you you can either take a role player that you know his role, or you can take potential. And it depends on the team. But if you have someone that you think can be a star in a year or two, you go ahead and take them over a role player unless you're trying to win the championship. So we will see how that goes. But I, I really like Yuhan Bagarin. Uh, on to my next pick. It is Philip Prechusev. Philip Prechusev. He is a seven-footer, 235 pounds from Serbia. He averaged 17.5 points per game and eight rebounds. And that was at Gonzaga for two years. Now you say Gonzaga. Well, he's not international, but he went back last year. And he averaged 23 points and seven boards in Serbia. So he did play in Serbia last year. I don't know if you want to say that I'm cheating on this one, but I consider him international playing in Serbia. And obviously his numbers were a little better uh, because, like we say, he's probably more of the focus in Serbia and competition. But uh, And, you know, just each year you normally get better also. So all those things are factors. Uh, he was the ABA league scoring leader. Uh, he has a soft touch, can shoot the three. He moves very well for a big man. Uh, he loves to stay in the paint, uh, getting putbacks and post-ups, catching lobs. You know, and if the point guard makes a good pass, he's always in the right spot under the rim to get a easy bucket for you. Uh, at worst, in my opinion, he should be a solid backup. Um, at best, Nikolai Jokic. <laughs> Obviously, no one expects that. You know, that's... That's one of one, pretty much, um, and he needs some time to continue to. He needs some time to continue to develop, but you know, Jokic went in the range that Philip Prechusev is projected. Jokic went forty-first. Uh, so, if everyone knew that Jokic was going to be the MVP of the league one day, he would not have went forty-first. So, like I said, with Philip Prechusev, no one would think that of him either. But you never know. It takes the right development and right team, just like Jokic had. Uh, you know, Jokic and Nurkic were uh, on the same team, you know, and they were deciding who was the center. Jokic won that battle. But they didn't draft Jokic and say, he's our guy, he's our center for the future. You know, it still was a battle, and they still were undecided. And Jokic developed and became the superstar that he is now. So Philip Prechusev, like I said, I mean, he could be – uh, an average backup, like the Clippers backup. Can't think of his name right now. Um, but he's a good center. Or he could be a star. So it's it's all about finding that right team and coach. So I think Philip Petrusev, he is my fourth-ranked international player, being at seven foot. And those great numbers he put up, even in America at Gonzaga uh, and in Serbia. In my opinion, I think he's uh, a very safe pick. And any team would be lucky to have him, especially in the second round. My fifth and and final prospect, international prospect, is Ariel Hukporti. Ariel Hukporti. He is six foot eleven, two hundred fifty pounds from Germany, uh, and you basically can say he's seven foot as well. Uh, he averaged ten points per game, seven boards, one assist. One steal, one block per game. So he was all over the place in a good way. Um, and as in Germany, he looked like a man against boys. So that film could be misleading. Uh, he honestly looked dominant out there. I was like, is this Will Chamberlain for a little bit? But <laughs> obviously not. But in America, he's not going to be a foot taller than everyone else out there. So 
Will that translate? I think he's a developing prospect, but you know, he also played in a basketball without borders program and he looked good there with bigger people there. So I think he will fit right in. Uh, he has a nice little hook shot. He's a left-hander. Um, so, you know, that's not typical for people to guard a big man that's left-handed. You don't really see that that often. Uh, and anything in his vicinity, he blocks it. You know, he loves to block shots. He can guard in the paint, but not only that, he guards well on the perimeter. Uh, he will guard uh, uh, a guard <laughs> out on the perimeter trying to drive to the trying to drive to the rack. And he stays with them. It's blocked some of those guys' shots and everything. So he moves his feet very well. So that's very promising for someone that's 6'11", 7 foot, 250 pounds. You know, like I said, he's um, he's 19 years old. So, I mean, that helps. When you're young, you can move faster. I'm sure when he's 30 years old, he won't be moving that fast. But for now, he can do it all. Like I said, he can even shoot the three-pointer. So these are things that you're looking for in a big man. Uh, especially in these in these days, uh, today's game, big men are shooting three pointers. Jokic is shooting three pointers. Embiid is shooting three pointers. So, you know, you got a big man. It's some in the first round that are pretty much locks in the first round that can't shoot the three. So I don't know how well that's going to translate. And then you can get someone like Ariel Huckporty, who is projected in the fifty to sixty range, that can do it all, uh, block shots rebound well shoot the three shoot the hook shot that is worth the risk for me i would much rather have ariel Huckporty, uh philip petrusev and roku percussion than and 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 all these guys are projected 30 and later than some of these centers in the first round that can only run the court well and block shots well because the offensive-minded game is what translates. Defense is great, but offense wins every time. Uh, so with the right coaching, he could be a steal. He just needs polishing, polishing and someone to believe in him. And I think he can be great, really. So, I mean, a lot of these guys are, you know, in the past, you would see that the first 20 guys are going to make the league and the other 40 that are drafted will not be around. Uh, the times are changing. I mean, and this draft is a very deep, deep draft in general. But last year's draft, the 19, uh, 2019 to 2020 draft, had 30 guys that were all productive in their first year. This draft, I think that easily can be 40. And I believe Ariel Huckporty could be one of them. If not this year, give him a year or two down the line to where he can develop more, be more polished. And I think he is a great potential, great steal um, potential in this draft. So let me name those five guys one more time so you don't forget. Alperen Sengun from Turkey. Roko Pekrasin from Croatia. Juhan Begarin from France. Philip Pretrusev from Serbia. Ariel Hukporti from Germany. Now, you probably only heard one of these guys' names before, Alperen Sengun. So you're like, did he skip out on some guys we may know? Yes, I did. <laughs> There are two big names that I left off the list that you probably have heard if you've been listening to mock drafts and any uh, information on the incoming prospects of this year. Uh, I left out Josh Giddy and Usman Garuba. And like I said, both of them are potential lottery picks, but I'm just not convinced. Josh Giddy has a nice handle and a floater. He's a flashy passer, 
he will straight up dunk on you. That's great. You know, for a point guard, he's six foot eight. That's that's. I mean, is he Lamelo Ball all over again? <laughs> but no, not in my opinion. He is slow. Has shoots the three point shot at twenty nine percent. And with all that being said, you have to worry about his level of competition as well. Uh, he averaged about 11.7 boards, 7 assists per game. Those assists are great, but those type of numbers um, overseas in Australia, they're only going to be worse in the NBA, and the competition is only going to be better. So how will he hold up in the NBA? Will he even survive in the NBA? I'm not sure. I would need to see him playing a lot more with uh, American players. Um, and skill work, uh, combine stuff, all of that, because people are in love with him, I guess, because of his size. Everyone loves the flashy passing. But in today's NBA, you have to be able to shoot the ball, and you got to do more than passing. You know, If that was the case, Rubio would be a 10-year starter and an all-star every year. So I'm not convinced on Josh Giddy. The next player, like I mentioned, Usman Garuba. Another projected lottery pick back in on the lottery, anywhere from probably, I'd say probably 14 to 26 he's projected. And a lot of the projections are in the teens for him. I do not see it one bit. Um, he plays great defense. He he could possibly be the best defender in this draft. So, I mean, that's great. Um, And that's, you know, high praise from me. But, like I said, he's playing overseas. So, how great would that defense translate? We don't know. And great offense beats great defense and every day. You saw in these playoffs, a lot of teams were the number one defense in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's a different story. Offense still beats defense. The Knicks were the number one, one of the number one teams in defense, but they lost to the Hawks because they couldn't stop Trey Young. So, uh, like I said, Usman Garuba is a high energy player. He's just not very skilled. In my opinion, he's similar to Seiko Dembouye for the Pistons. Uh, another project player that has the talent. Uh, but Seiko Dembouye has some skills. <laughs> so I would say similar to Seiko, but way less skilled. And, you know, it's hard for Seiko to see the floor in Detroit. So how is Garuba going to translate to the NBA or get minutes, period? You know, he is useful. But he's a major project, in my opinion, and I don't see him getting many minutes at all until he develops more offensively, if he even can. These uh, teams that are competing right now, even teams that aren't competing, like I said, he played in Detroit. Seiko Dembouye plays in Detroit and doesn't get minutes. So these teams are not like happy to throw out a defensive player that is not going to do anything offensively for them. Uh, it's, it's getting more rare every day that you see uh, just a defensive specialist like Tony Allen back in the day. Um, and they were more useful back then, but now in today's game, there is no, like, just one guy that, okay, I need you to stop him and everything else is fine. No, everyone on the court can score pretty much. If, if not make their own shot, they can shoot threes. So... You don't want five guys on one side that can shoot and score and then four on the other side because more than likely that one great defender is still going to get scored on too. So you might as well have another offensive player in there. So Josh Giddy and Usman Garuba are overrated in my opinion <clears throat> and have very high bust potential in my opinion. 
that could be a hot take. I don't know, but <laughs> that's just how I feel. I have to be honest with how I feel. Um, so I went over my top five international prospects, went over my two that <laughs> my two big names that I left off, Josh Gideon and Usman Garuba. I also have an honorable mention for my top five list. He was probably five and a half, but just did not make it is Rokas Jokabetis. I believe that's Rokas Yukabetis. Uh Either way, you know, work with me on the translation. But he's from Lithuania. He's a lefty with a quick first step. Nice pull up, nice floater. He reminds me of Goran Dragic. Uh, he's very crafty. I really, really, really like his game. His passing is incredible. And he's only 19 years old, so he could be a steal as well. And this is a guy projected in the 40 to 50 range. If Josh Giddy was projected in the 40 to 50 range, I would be okay with it. But he's not. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, the only knock on Rokas Yokobetis is he only averaged seven points, two rebounds, and two and a half assists. That hurts for a point guard. I can deal with the seven points and two boards, but those assists need to be higher than that. You know, either the points need to be higher or the assists need to be higher. So he still needs time, in my opinion. You know, uh, I would be I would be a lot more excited if he was more offensive minded or pass minded. So I think he still has a little bit of development. You know, it's possible he could stay overseas. Uh, but if not, I think he'll be a solid backup for right right now until he gets his opportunity and continues to, to develop. Uh, you know, I think it'll take a year or two. But like I said, he could be going Dragic. So he's an eye. Got to keep an eye out on Rokas Yokobetis. So those are my top five international prospects. I felt this was a great idea because I haven't seen many uh articles, podcasts, news and notes about international prospects yet. And these are my five. Like I said, my lists are normally always different than everyone else because I'm not just following the trends. I'm judging by what my eyes see on the film. So, you know, hopefully they don't fail me. <laughs> so Alperin Sengon, Roko Prakasin, Yuhan Bagarin, Philip Petrusev, Ariel Hukporty, are my top five international prospects. Uh, look them up. Tell me what you think and or how wrong I am. <laughs> I love to hear all your feedback. You know, like I said, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, at William is Bill. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you love the pod, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you so much, guys. I'm out of here. Peace.